0: I would like, if I
1: may, to take you on a strange journey.
2: Necronomicon X Mortis. The Book of the
3: Dead. Your move, creep. He didn't get out of the coca car! I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away.
2: This is Captain Blake from the Fog. Just want to give you mateys a warning. Anytime Mr. Damiano makes an appearance, salty language is always there to follow. Warning all movie reviews and discussions contain spoilers.
1: Now that scene demonstrates a very common and probably very significant technique that's used again and again in these films we view a scene through the eyes of the killer Mm -hmm. you never saw the driver in that last scene instead you saw everything through the driver's eyes now in the traditional horror movie we often saw things from the victim's point of view but that's no longer now we look through the killer's eyes it's almost as if the audience is being asked to identify with the attackers in these movies And that really bothers
3: me. That's a very good point. One other thing that bothers me is that the behavior that these women are engaging in, if done by men would be considered brave, bold, and fun mm-hmm. going hitchhiking, you know mm-hmm. going across the country like an easy rider, very typical a sure. woman tries to do something like that in these films whammo they get sliced up
1: cells and then a movie comes along sometimes almost by accident yes. that strikes that chord for example, when airport came out in 1970 nobody knew that was going to be the first of countless umteen dozens of disaster movies, mm-hmm. but it really spoke to people in a way that made other people imitate it and I think in this case. The first movie of this whole series of uh, women in danger films was obviously halloween which Mm -hmm. i think we're going to get to halloween in just a moment i think it's a pretty good picture but it captured an enormous audience did millions of dollars worth of business and then the sleaze merchants who came along looked at that movie and tried to put their finger on what it was about it that was so successful and they said well women being chased by a killer that's it Mm -hmm. let's go out and hire us some more women and some more killers and make us some money
3: that's why they call these things exploitation films Mm -hmm. these rotten ones because they exploit one element and make it sort of sick. Mm -hmm. Also, many of the attacks in these films take on on women who are scantily clad. And I think that the intent here is to also exploit the sex angle in these pictures. The nudity is always gratuitous. It's just put in the film only to titillate the audience and maybe make one other point. That women who dress this way or merely uncover their bodies are somehow asking for trouble and somehow deserve the trouble they get. That's a very sick idea.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 40th anniversary of Friday the 13th edition of Shocking Things. We've on the special guest, and uh, he's the resident slasher expert, Neil Damiano, from Top Ten Films.
0: Wow, you're, you're being too kind with that description, John, but I appreciate
2: <laughs> it. Uh,
0: <laughs> how's it going? No,
2: no, it's good talking to you again. Um, uh, you're the perfect person for this. Mm-hmm uh both you and I are big fans of the Friday the 13th franchise.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm a filled with useless um slasher film knowledge, but that's, you know, the films that we grew up with, so so um yeah, this is this is obviously an iconic film.
2: Yeah, I mean and uh usually I mean for, you know, anniversary films, it's not really that big of a deal for certain films, but for this one like this deserves an actual birthday cake. If I could like uh, get a cake and give it to a film, I would give it to uh, Friday the 13th for the 40th anniversary.
0: Yeah, I mean, it absolutely does because the, the, the thing about this this film is that it, it really set a blaze for the slasher movement. It, I mean, it really did. Uh, you know, everybody mentions Halloween and um, I'm not taking anything away from Halloween. Everybody that knows me knows I absolutely love yes. the original Halloween. But if you if you look at at slasher films from from that from like you know let's say seventy eight to eighty four or so. The the Halloween set the, the the spark for slasher films. But Friday the thirteenth is the film that really uh put it to the forefront.
2: I, I you know agree I mean? because yeah because I mean Friday thirteenth, Sean Cunningham basically wanted to copy Halloween but then Everyone wanted to copy Friday the 13th. Right. Right. Which
0: we got, you know, as you know, tons of imitations from like, you know, Mad Men to Don't Go in the Woods Alone to The Burning, which is the most famous ripoff yeah. of Friday the 13th.
2: They even well, got you Tom know, Savini uh, for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's countless films that tried to recapture the the magic of, of, of Friday the 13th Mayhem. You know what I mean? But yeah. You know, there can only be one. It's the original, and to me, it's got the the spookiest uh, music, even more so than Halloween uh, in, in horror cinema I, history. I
2: agree. Uh, Harry Manfredi yeah. is very, very underrated, and he really should have gotten more work after this. I, I feel.
0: Oh yeah, I mean that music is freaky as shit, man. I couldn't even walk by. There's there still swamps by my house. And after watching, seeing the Friday the thirteenth, I could not really walk by the swamps not being scared of shit. Listening, hearing <laughs> that music. You know, hearing that, you know You know, and then it did that whole music, it just like you know, it's it's just iconic and, and scary music, man. You know, but but go ahead. No, I mean, yeah, this is the celebration of the fortieth anniversary. I can't believe it's been forty years.
2: Yeah, um, you know. yeah. I mean, because I remember seeing it as a kid, and it's just yeah. weird. It's like uh, that means we've gotten old, Neil.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And like you know, people like your um your your wife, um, who's years younger than us. This film is considered like you know, like an old film, like their Night of the Living Dead, kind of.
2: You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because she always says, she goes, uh, <laughs> this is your generation. This isn't really, yeah. you know. You know. So it's a little
0: weird, yeah. I mean, you know, you talk to, to kids in their 30s. Like, it just seems like such a nostalgic film. But, like, to us, we grew up with it. You know, I mean, I was a little, you know, I must have seen it probably around the age of seven. Which okay. is young to see that kind yeah, of Yeah, I, I saw
2: it later than that. I, I think yeah. I told you before, I saw three is the first one that I had to go back to watch one and two.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I've seen all of them fairly young and um you know, like as you know the 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 original is is my third in, favorite in the series. So,
2: that's a good I know. I could see it being that, you know, that's a good ranking.
0: Yeah, I mean, 2 is my favorite and then part 4 yeah. I absolutely love and then, then the original, you know, but um yeah, you know it, it. It's I've seen it a hundred times, and and I never get sick of watching it.
2: Um, <laughs> well, it's uh, funny you I say never, that. Cause that was a quote. I'm sorry to cut you off, but Laura, that was a quote. I said, "Well, I got to rewatch the movie again." When I talked to Neil about it for the podcast, she goes, "Why? You've seen it a hundred times. Why are you gonna watch it again?"
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It, yeah, it's just one of those films that you just you just see a hundred, you know, plus times. It's always on. It was always on TV, and. You know, of course, I have the Blu-ray and, and everything, yeah. but, like, you know, it's just one of those go-to films Um, that, you know, it's it's kind of like, I know that you don't like, like, for me, it's kind of like The Breakfast Club. I could watch it a hundred times, but mm-hmm. you, you're more of a Sixteen Candles fan. Yes. I know that, but, yeah. So, you know, it is, it's one of those staple films, but um, there's a lot of history behind it, but, you know, like, I, I'm sure you know the interesting facts on it, how, you know, um. Sean S. Cunningham put an ad in Variety, and the script wasn't even finished yet. Yeah,
2: yeah. I believe is... – <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I think the story was part, partially was he put it out there. He bought the rights for the name Friday the 13th because he loved the name. He had the artwork done, and he was hoping to get investors just with this basically saying it's the scariest movie, right? Some tagline like that right. when there really – he had no clue what it was going to be.
0: Right, right. He, <laughs> yeah, I think he had. I think he had just like an outline written. Yeah, of like a a, a camp um, setting, and then, you know, he came developed the character and everything and and stuff. But um, I mean, really, wasn't put together yet. Uh, in he was like, you know, fuck it, I'm just gonna run an ad and see what happens as a lark. Uh, the scariest film you'll ever see, yeah. or the most terrifying yeah. film
2: you'll ever see. And yeah, and, and, um, and people bought into it and wanted to invest money in it, which was the thing I have to say, some people don't respect this about Sean Cunningham, but I do. He's always been very honest in saying, this is a business where there's some filmmakers who I I feel just really care about the business. And they pretend that they do it for the art when all they care about is money. He's saying, look, this is a business. I have to support my family. I have to make what, you know, is profitable first, then I'm going to make what I like after. But first let's get this business moving and have it be profitable.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, he he saw the success of Halloween and he's like, fuck, you know, I want to make a horror film. Why not? Uh, you know, horror was just becoming, you know, I was getting on the map at that point and And, uh, you know, he, he, he threw his, his, um, you know, rock in the lake and, and, um, came up came up with the idea, and and uh, it was successful. Um, yeah, because
2: before yeah. that, I mean, he tried doing the trend of, like, Bad News Bears, tried doing, like, right, kids' yeah. movies. He did one called yeah. like Manny's Orphans, which is, yeah. like, a soccer type. So he tried getting that. Those weren't successful. Yeah. And this is where he really, really, you know, hit his stride with Friday the 13th.
0: And, but he also had a tie-in to Last House on the Left, too. Yes. I
2: don't know exactly yeah well, yes. it was. Yes, he wow. he was involved in that because that was a trend too, like those type of sleazy type movies at the time with a uh, right. with Wes Craven. Yeah, he did. You're right. He was involved in that. Yeah, but that wasn't as so. commercially that nothing nowhere near as what you know Friday the Thirteenth.
0: Well, you got to remember, people don't realize you know some that uh, that those that, that type of film was not heard of at that time.
2: Yeah, you, you know you Very had controversial. In, in,
0: no i mean the the film he he must have been watching i you know i don't know him personally obviously but he must have been watching um Gia- italian giallo films because that that's the blueprint mm-hmm. that film that film really is an american giallo film you know what i mean and what I mean by that is the way it was filmed is it it's a replica of those films like um blood and lace and and um you know um deep red and and uh uh, Bay of Blood, all those Italian imports were filmed the same way. You don't know who the killer is; it's a POV shot, and that's what he did. He he brought it to an American audience, which I, I think is is pretty brilliant, you know, because nobody else was doing that at the time. Even Halloween wasn't like that. You saw it was point saw, of view. You saw Michael Myers from a third camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cunningham, you didn't. You didn't know he took the mystery giallo. Aspect in mm-hmm. order to an American yeah. audience,
2: it was more like, and that's another thing. It, if you ask some people, like they talk about Friday the 13th almost like this is just a slasher film and it's mindless, but there it's like a murder mystery because when you watch it for the first time, you really don't know who the killer is. You're thinking,
0: right? Right, exactly. When you first watch it, you, it's legendary now, it's Mrs. Voorhees, but when you first seen it. People older than us, they didn't know. Yeah, so we yeah, didn't exactly. know who it was, and the certain scenes really scare you, you know, and like throw you because, like, you know, the scene I I, I talked about this on my my fortieth uh, tribute I, I did for my podcast, but it's like when Mister Christie goes up to this unknown assailant, and and the light is shining on him, and you see the Camp Crystal Lake sign. And he says, and it's raining, and he's like, yes. hey, what are you doing out here in this mess? He knew <laughs> who the person was. Yeah, yeah. You had no clue. Yeah, yeah. You're like, right. oh, who is he talking so like, to? Like, that's yeah. freaky. And then, you know, yeah. she stabs him in the stomach and he goes, Oh, but you know, I mean, so it was somebody that that was that was known and was there. We just didn't know who it was, you know what I mean? So yeah, I mean it's kind of a a brilliant aspect. But I mean that's where I think he got that from is those, you know, those kind of sleazy Giallo films that were fluent in Italy at that time in the late seventies.
2: You know what I mean? I mean
0: it's <laughs> it's it's known fact now that part two was Well the was one in, in scene in entorn-
2: particular is definitely stolen from right. from part right. two. Yeah. Right. But
0: you know, uh but yeah, the influence is, is no doubt is there, absolutely. I mean and that's he was the first one to do it, you know, and then all these others jumped on board but you know he he was the original man he was the original article he he yeah. put it out there um and you know again look at the brilliant uh promo campaign for this film i mean it it, it almost it almost rivals blair witch it was mm-hmm. it was pre-blair witch i mean the with the with the the television trailers i remember those are television spots for it um the ads in the paper
2: yeah, yeah, you, you especially at I mean? that time, as yeah, before the internet, so you, it's really, yeah. you, you, really, really right. had to work hard back then to to get a buzz going, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, and like uh, horror wasn't really extremely popular yet, so you know he really had to hustle, but uh, it worked. It, it, the audiences loved it. I mean, they absolutely loved it. I've I've read articles of when it screened in New York City. Uh, back then in the first time in 1980, its first run, and audiences were, were fuck, they were loving it.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, you know Victor I mean? Miller, like, I don't know if you were, like, Victor Miller, the, the screenwriter, he yeah. he actually wasn't a horror fan, I don't know if you know that. He right, said, like, right. when he no, watched he Psycho, when he was younger, it, it, he was afraid to take a shower for a year. <laughs> yeah. and, and And he was told to watch Halloween, you know, for influence, but what he said, you know, he actually went I'm assuming this is the fourplex. He said he went to see opening night in Milford, Connecticut.
0: Oh, really? And I didn't know that. Act. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. He, Cause he said, yeah. I'm sure that's the only, he said in Milford, Connecticut, and that's the only theater right at that time in 1980. Right. So he said, he yeah. Went yeah. And, you know, just to see what, you know, how the crowd was going to react. And when he sat there and when they, they saw, uh, you know, mrs Voorhees get decapitated they just thought that was you know they're gasping and they're walking out they thought that was the end of the movie and they said then they're halfway through they're still watching and then the other part of the crowd is watching and then you see you know jason emerge from the water right you know when, when alice is there and he said then there was like another like you know gasp from the crowd he said it, it worked much better than he anticipated.
0: Right, right. And it, the it, 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 the ending definitely was. Everybody loved the ending. It, it scared people, and it was like a, a shock ending. um But yeah, they, they didn't know. Like him and, and Cunningham didn't know that they were like, this, nobody's gonna like this movie.
3: Yeah, you and
2: that know? was a Tom and, Savini idea. Uh, I'm sure you know that too about uh, Jason coming out of the waters as a surprise. Right. And yeah. he said he just got uh, an idea because Carrie was popular at the time and she just, you know, her hand came out of the grave. Nobody right. expected that. And that was his influence for that. Yeah. yeah. So a, a lot of like minds working just to to get this. And it, it really worked out great.
0: And uh, it, the cloud, the, the, you know, the, the sheriff's going, um, you know, you're the only, you, you know, the only survivor. And she says, well, what about the boy?
2: Yeah, you know, which I
0: thought was great too. That I, you know, that scene.
2: Oh was, yeah. Oh no, no like that, I have to say that last, like the last third of that movie. I mean, I just thought it was brilliant.
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get you know. I'm sure you you've seen it, and it's legendary what Siskel and Ebert
2: um, wrote up about. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When I first <laughs> met you, we would talk about it, especially like. I used to read, when I you know, first used to go online, I would just read their reviews, especially because like Ro- Roger Ebert had his own website, and I would read his right. own reviews on there. And his, the ones that stood out to me was Friday the 13th Part 2 and uh, the Andrew Dice Clay uh, Dice Rules. Those are <laughs> the two greatest reviews yeah. I ever read in my life. I never yeah. laughed so hard. Yeah.
0: I, think, I think he called it pure vile trash. Was was the quote? <laughs> it's misogynistic, pure vile trash. Um, either him or um, or Siskel said it.
2: Oh, oh no, no Siskel. It's funny. Uh, no, Siskel was the one. Siskel was so outraged. Yeah. That Betsy Palmer was in the film because she's. I mean, she's before our time. Betsy Palmer was always known as the girl next door. Right. In the uh, movie and television, and. She was in so, soap
0: operas before that, I believe.
2: Yeah, a, a bunch of just, you know, just she's like a goody two shoes type girl. And Siskel hated that she did this character. So when he wrote his review, um, he p- published her home address and told everyone that they should write her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and complain about this.
0: Right. Yep. And, um, the you know the story with her uh she wanted a mercedes or a bmw
2: yeah yeah she film. said she thought the script the 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 script was trash and but she just did it because she needed a new car <laughs> yeah but well <but, laughs> uh
0: you know uh, years later she uh, you know uh ended up revering the film and and, and loving I, the, the fan response and everything
2: I, I have to She's no I don't know, have you ever met her before Nina? Yeah, I
0: met her at um in Cromwell at Monster Mania. Really nice. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I talked to her and she just yeah, it's like her whole opinion changed in the sense that the fans are so nice to her. And I went so, you know, I, I was with Laura I said, uh, you know, it's it's great meeting you. And then Laura goes, "Oh, we just watched you on TV last night." She goes, "Oh, you're so sweet." And I said, "You know, can I take a picture?" She's like, "Yeah." And she made sure, and I was stand next to her. She goes, "What are you doing standing next to me? You got to hug me."
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was a very nice lady. Yeah, I was sad when she yeah, passed. So. But she loved yeah. she loved the fans. Yeah, I mean the fan basis She, she did. Seen, and um she yeah, you know, um, she she grew to love it. Uh, you know, because it's such a huge fan base. But um, you know, I mean, it it really is. It's a stylized slasher film. It, it's it's great production, and it was one of the. It was the first independent film with, with a, a less than a million budget. Um, and it it got uh, yeah, got, yeah, um,
2: five hundred and fifty thousand dollars first distribution right, for the for. The, yeah, because I remember Sean Cunningham saying that was such a big deal, he said, because back then, it's not like how it is today. He says, back then, it wasn't you know was like a wide release all at the same date. He's like, you would go, you go to one area, one one town, one section, it does well. Okay, you only give you a limited amount of reels, then you move to the next area, and then you just keep going. And he goes, but this, you know, this was like totally different.
0: Yeah, and Paramount picked it up and – uh you know, it's it's just amazing that it, a little independent horror film got, um, you know, distribution from Paramount. Um oh, yeah, f- five hundred and fifty thousand budget, which isn't a lot for a movie. Um, no, obviously, all practical effects, uh, you know, killing the, the blood and everything was all, all practical, obviously, for back then. And, uh, you know, it was a well-produced film. It was a well-made film. And, you know, it's got the characters in it, you know, Ralph, who's revered, one of the, you know, you're all dudes. Oh, yeah,
2: he's, yeah, he's, (laughs) like, so over the top. And I don't know if you read this, Neil, did you hear, like, the original idea for Crazy Ralph? No. How he's, he's originally written as Ralphie Ralph Boy, and he's supposed to be carrying dead rats with him.
0: I didn't know this. (laughs)
2: Yeah, which is really really strange at that, but I'm I'm kind of glad they they scrapped that idea because that really wouldn't make any right. sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's things in the film that I think about today, like what if Annie didn't get killed at first and she made it to the camp as the cook. You know what I mean? You wonder yeah. these things like you, you know what I mean, what what would have happened to her or you know what I mean um and just the, the, the opening scene is, is just freaky. You know, it, it, it definitely captures that, you know, with the, the POV filming, um, when, when, when
2: she, yeah. From the fifties. Yeah. yeah how it she's shows in like the how it
0: this... and she walks past the children and she goes up the stairs to the attic area. And you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the boy and the girl are messing around up there, the counselors. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, you know, we weren't doing anything and, and to zoom into the camera
2: and then zooms
0: <laughs> in on the girl. And you know what I mean? That just, just like, is scary. It's just creepy. You know what I mean? And then starts off the film. Yeah.
2: But um, it, it's almost voyeuristic, right? The way it, it comes across. Yeah, because
0: it's the point of, the, of view of the killer. You know, so it's almost like you're the killer. Yeah. So, and then the music comes in and, you know, that, that still shot, that zoom in still shot. And then the Friday the 13th comes in on the screen. And um, the glass cracks. It's just really, really done well. Um, and, uh, you know, you just remember those scenes, and it's got a lot of great one-liners, like, you know, e es you know, driving with the truck
2: driver, and she says,
0: you're an American <laughs> original. <laughs> you know,
2: I and always... Then just <laughs> I shoot, and then there's this last and then he, like, mimics you. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah. Yeah.
0: I always <laughs> quote that line. You're an American original. <laughs> You
2: know, that lady,
0: that lady's just, her career is off that one line. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, but that, that part is freaky, too, where she's driving in the Jeep. And you don't, you know, and, yeah. and you don't see she's just talking and, and, and you know, Miss Voorhees is not talking. And she's like, well, I think you passed the campsite. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, it's just yeah. A suspense buildup.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you're It's like you're on. Is it like an uneasy feeling at that point? Because, you you know, something's going to happen. You're not sure exactly what.
0: Oh, yeah. It's freaky. And she's running through the woods, you know, and that blade comes out, the knife, the buck knife. It's just um it's just, it's scary as a kid. It's just freaky. It's a freaky film. I mean, it really is from the music to the shots, the way it was filmed. Um, You know, it's just so many imitations, but uh, you know, it's a classic and and it remains younger audiences are, are um, you know, catching on to it and and
2: liking it. Uh, uh, It's, It's amazing how many young people I know that are into this and they got into it because it gets played every year, you know, like, you know, during October, during, you know, Halloween month, you know, uh, marathons and, and they're growing up with it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, there's people celebrate Friday the 13th, people have parties and stuff when we have Friday the 13th, actually in the calendar year. Yeah. You know, people celebrate it. You know, the people dress up as Jason for Halloween for, you know, years. But um, I've yet to see a, a, a Mrs. Voorhees. That would be cool at at like a convention. Most people do Jason, I, you know, or even, yeah, or even no, Ralph. Yeah. Or even Ralph.
2: Yeah, 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 you have to really look like the person, I guess, to to pull that off, right? Yeah, but
0: I mean, you could do a Ralph. You could get like a vest and that hat, fisherman's hat. All right, I'll
2: I'll, I'll do it one year and let yeah, me know how. Yeah, you should, man. That let me know what you that'd think. Be
0: funny, that'd be funny, man. Going to, <laughs> you know, going to one of the conventions as crazy Ralph.
2: <laughs> I'll just be like, all oh, doomed. I'll just keep doing that all day for eight hours. It's I'll just a, keep doing that. It's to a people. death curse. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I want to just uh, when you were talking about people celebrating, far, you know, Friday the thirteenth on the actual day, Friday the thirteenth. Um, have you seen that? Uh, we talked about this briefly. The, it gets a little pricey. How the actual camp in New Jersey, Blairstown, New Jersey, has on Friday the thirteenth they have tours right
0: yeah yeah i've been looking into that yeah they do that would be pretty
2: sick yeah there's yeah they were supposed to have one this past weekend but because of the whole covid thing they had to cancel it in the future like camp Nobi bosco right yeah but yeah that that's something uh we have to look at in the future but that's you know but that's this is big business too it, it started off from being like they let like 20 people in and then it, it's growing and now there's couple hundred people at once go in then they have all the actors from the movie come
0: right i don't know how much it costs but it is on my bucket list for sure
2: oh uh, last it, time something. i looked for this last this was supposed to be the big one was uh, the one that was because for the 40th anniversary it was supposed to be on may 8th and 9th mm. and that was like 350 dollars a person oh
0: wow yeah
2: yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know exactly what that includes. To give you an example, I think it gets a little cheaper during the normal ones, but maybe this is more for the 40th. Right. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll look into it, Neil, next time. Well, I don't time, know. Uh, Did
0: you look into the filming locations? Because I don't want to uh, misquote with your audience, but uh, what, yes. was part one films in Connecticut? Some parts, I know part two was. Because part of a tax two. break in Connecticut.
2: Coming yeah, part yeah, yeah, part two, yeah, part two, parts of Waterbury, uh Kent, yeah. um, was it New Stonington, I think it was for part of, yeah, but I I'm not sure if anything was actually filmed in Connecticut for part one. Mm. You know, I'm not hundred uh-huh. percent sure on that. I have to look back
0: But I know part two definitely was because I remember reading an article where there was a tax break in Connecticut. They wanted to save on money, obviously. So they filmed up here in Connecticut, which, you know, is pretty cool. Because I was talking to Betsy Palmer about that, too, actually, at the convention. I said, you know, I know you guys filmed part two up here in Connecticut. And she's like, oh, yeah, I love Connecticut and stuff. I love coming here and everything. She was just such a, a nice lady.
2: But um yeah, then she moved to Connecticut. Oh, did she? I uh,
0: see. I didn't know. That. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I know she filmed parts for like when they had the parts for part two, right. her extra scenes. Huh. She said those were filmed in Bridgeport. Oh, okay. That's in cool. a park in Bridgeport. Okay. Yeah. So and then it was with Betsy Palmer actually. I don't know if you knew this, Neil. Uh, in the film, like all the shots of uh, that you see of the killer—if they show like you know the legs or anything or the hand thrusting the knife those are that was uh i think that was she said it was a man i believe it might have been uh tons assistant Tassos. it might have been him throughout yeah the i movie. read something when like actually, that yeah
0: that it was a man i don't know yeah
2: that was. and that yeah because she's just so because you don't know who it is so just in your head you're seeing it so you're just assuming it's a man you know yeah, what I mean? because
0: when they're when and, they're filming when she's running through the woods after annie she's wearing like you know workman pants and and combat like mm-hmm. um you know like timberland boot type Work boots, boots yeah. you know what i mean so yeah it's almost like you know it looks like a man
2: it's clothes yeah and she said she purposely wore extra layers of clothes to look bulkier too yeah. you know for like you know, extra like thermals and everything just so it looked more realistic that she could like manhandle people
0: yeah yeah. And I mean, to get back to the music, that's an interesting story, too. How Harry Man from DD came up with that music with the echo box,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, yes. for like, um, you know, kill mommy. It, and it echoed.
2: He's, yeah. Like, and I would never have, like, it's one of those subliminal things until he said that. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Now it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Cause when you, when you hear it, it's, it's actually kill mommy, but it's not saying it fully. It's kuk, ma, 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 ma. You know what I mean? So, and it echoed that, which who would have thought that would be freaky, but it is just so fucking freaky. You know
2: what I mean? And it's, that's, it's, yeah, it's iconic. I mean, it's, people still do it to this day. That was a a Betsy Palmer story. She said she went, uh, after the movie came out, she went to the grocery store and these teenagers were saying that behind her. (laughs) And then she turned turned around, she goes, I knew you were Mrs. Voorhees and she started
0: laughing. (laughs) Yeah, just taunting her. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's heard everything. You know, I'm sure these people hear everything. I mean, you know, it spawned uh, Kevin Bacon's career.
3: You know,
2: yeah, he is the one. Yeah, he's the one big name that you know of the the young actors that emerged out of this, without a doubt. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know. His scene is just great. His his kill is 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 awesome with the little drip
2: of blood. <laughs> yeah, the arrow was he, coming through. He, yeah, they had to blow. Did you hear yeah, that story? Yeah. How the the blood wasn't coming out, yep. so they had to go underneath the bed yeah. and blow it out with their mouth through the straw to have the Savi- blood spurt Savi- out. That's why just
0: Savini did. Yeah, Savini, I believe went yeah.
2: underneath and <laughs> did. That. Yeah, yeah, that was just like. Uh, like a lot, like I had to like just improv thing. Like we got to figure this out.
0: Anything to get it get it done. You know what I mean? On such a low budget like that, and you know, but it worked. It it, it actually splurted out better. He said,
2: "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, It was crazy. But I mean,
0: Kevin Bacon didn't even have a chance to look up soon as the, <laughs> soon as the trip went on his chest. That that hand came around, her hand, and, and grabbed. You know, and and the arrow went straight up through his neck. Just a vicious kill. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, you know, just so many memorable scenes.
2: Um, yeah, with Savini, I mean, that's what really put him on the map. He's done other things before. Probably the biggest thing he did, would you say, is probably Dawn of the Dead. Probably before that, yeah, yeah, for sure. And that, and this is this popularity that got him the job in the Burning, which really never really got that big. But I mean, he just became like a name. He'd, be, he'd appear on like David Letterman. Oh yeah, a later. yeah. I mean, did you see like well, he was on the Simpsons roles, episode?
1: Acting role since then. Yeah,
2: and, and yeah. Just
0: Till Dawn. He was great in that. Yeah, you know, I
2: mean, it's yeah, it's amazing like well, how you know, Tar- a special effects Tarantino's guy.
0: was a huge fan of Friday the Thirteenth and Tom yeah. Savini, so it's naturally put him in that yeah. film. But um, you know, like um, it, you know, there, there's like yeah he's become like just an iconic figure too i mean in all these conventions and stuff too who doesn't know tom savini i mean his effects are just you know right up there along with rick baker but i mean um you know he's had quite a career
2: the third uh you know act of the film i just thought was brilliant i loved uh what's your opinion on the fight between alice and uh pamela Voorhees? I mean, do you <laughs> I love it. I oh think yeah, it's great. I mean it's a
0: great fight. I mean it, it's suspenseful and like the way they shot it in like a slow motion, where she grabs the ore, and like you know, it's just <laughs> shot like you know still slow and 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 you see, you know Betsy Palmer's face just in ghastly awe, like ah! and Phew! it cuts it off. You know what I mean? It, it it's a really awesome done really. Done good fight. I mean, you know, it's a battle. Oh,
2: that that when I the first time I saw the that movie and I saw her get decapitated, I was like, wow! I didn't think that was yeah. Gonna and happen. you
0: didn't <laughs> think, you know, I you didn't think she was going to make it, Alice. You know what I mean? That whole
2: yes, yeah, because yeah, because the way that fight started, she had the rifle, she couldn't get the bullets. Yeah. Then Miss Vorey's like slapping her, she's bitch slapping <laughs> <Yeah>. her, and, <laughs> right? And then there's a I don't know if you ever caught this. Because no one ever talks about this, I just think it's hilarious. When Alice gets up, she punches Pamela Voorhees in the vagina, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: and then like yeah. Betsy Palmer just like stares her yeah. like like what? Like what did you just do? But I mean that whole
0: cat and mouse third act. You're right. Is just is just yeah so intriguing. Like. When she's in the cap, she's, she's running from her, and like, you know, it's her now. And she gives that whole diatribe speech yeah. of like, Jason, you know, it was his birthday, and you know, like, yeah. he was a special boy. And, and you know, if those camp counselors weren't busy making love, you know what I mean? Like, that where she gets into like that zone and like it, it focuses on. Yeah,
2: her. And, you, and you can see she's. Oh, and she's completely, like, you know she's unstable when she's in...
0: Yeah, when, when she's having Dude. the flashbacks of, of him in the lake.
2: And, oh, like, yeah. like, the
0: dream sequences. All that is just done so fucking just well. I mean, it's just, like, freaky. And, like, she just, she gets into, like, a possessed state almost.
2: You know what I mean? Her acting is, is, oh, is brilliant. Yeah, I mean...
0: Absolutely. That That scene is just amazing for her acting ability. And, I mean, even Adrian King, like, she really seemed scared. Like, the acting was phenomenal. Yeah.
2: Uh, it, and, yeah. and the funny thing about that is she's the one of the least amount of experience out of the whole cast
0: right, with yeah. acting. Yeah.
2: Um, the, the rest they got, they weren't from uh, from Hollywood. They're stage actors, like right. Broadway actors.
0: Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you know, Benji and she had,
2: like, Benji barely Ross any
0: play playwright before that and like you know he's Bing Crosby's son he got casting for it and I remember reading the article he's like I really didn't want to do a horror film but you know it was a job it was a gig.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know yeah, yeah that's that's and I yeah. Mean, he was a
0: good looking kid. He was young. He was trying to get into I mean he didn't do much after that but um you know he was great and, and like Kevin Bacon, you know, I mean he just um you know obviously soared <laughs> From that,
2: but yeah, because after this movie, his big that made him a household name was right. What, Footloose, right? When that yeah, came I mean, out, he got
0: I mean, years he was Quicksilver, I mean, he was on a roll, you know, um, after that, um, so yeah, I mean, it definitely, um, made him a star, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess from what I read is Adrian King got freaked out because she actually had a stalker yeah
2: yeah yeah. she talks about that now for a while she didn't you know she was uncomfortable talking about it but yeah yeah
0: from the film she got a stalker and and that you know obviously scared her so she didn't really do any more public appearances or any acting roles after that it kind of freaked her out yeah i don't i don't blame her but
2: yeah
1: yeah Yeah,
0: so that that's kind of crazy yeah that she experienced. That. Yeah,
2: yeah, because I, I heard her. Yeah, I heard her speak, and she said now going to conventions and you know talking to fans like it's it's like therapeutic for right, her right now. Right,
0: right, yeah. I mean, in a controlled environment, but from I don't know how much in yeah. detail, but I, I guess this person was really stalked. Like, got her phone up, got a hold of her phone number and house. And, yeah, you know, they, before before that stuff was kind of going on. You know what I mean? Was was known.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I terrible. mean, so
0: it's pretty. That's pretty crazy, man how that happened
2: yeah but thankfully you know she's doing well now and now she's i don't know she now she uh, owns a winery now
0: oh does she yeah Yes,
2: yeah, so that's what she does she sells um uh basically friday the 13th theme wine. And i mean
0: she goes to conventions and stuff and yeah i think she was interviewed in i haven't watched it in a while but was she in, she was interviewed in camp crystal memories right the documentary,
2: I'm sure every everyone or was right in the yeah. book. Yeah,
0: you know, I yeah. don't have that book, I would love to have that. That book is fantastic.
2: The book is, yeah, oh, yeah, the the books, yeah, the book is great. I actually have it right yeah, next that's to Yeah, it's a me. great
0: book. My my buddy, um, Bill has that book, and it's just so like so detailed in the pictures and stuff.
2: It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's it's amazing how much uh, I went to a question and answer session and uh um, it was mostly people from Part Two, but they—it was kind of like one of those mishmash question and answer sessions. Yeah. Where they just put all Friday the Thirteenth actors, and the one from uh, from the original was the uh, Officer Dorf, Ron
1: Milky.
2: <laughs> 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 which has one of my favorite lines: "Sit on a Tonto. But um, but yeah, I was asking him questions about the book, and they're just saying how. Peter Brackey, you know, who's the author, did an incredible job interviewing everyone and compiling all this, you know, all this information. Yeah. They were all like blown away by the book.
0: And, you know, you're going to you, you like to bust my balls about this. But uh, my boy, Corey Feldman narrated one of the documentaries. I think it might have been.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're he narrated right. He one did. Of them.
0: I can't remember which one it was. But, yeah, he was a narrator on it. And um, he opens up the documentary on it, um, where he gives like, you know, I don't want to freak anybody out, but you know, that whole bit. I think it might have been Camp Crystal Memories. I think it might have been that where he narrated the documentary. It
2: might be. Yeah, that and his name is Jason. I always get confused with those two. Both great documentaries. Yeah, I know they are.
0: Both fantastic. Um, Both go really into detail on the whole franchise. But I mean, what do you think about the whole... Obviously, it's the most Successful franchise and in, in horror history. Um, but I, I don't know. Are you more like me, John? Were you like the more um, human aspect, the slasher aspect of, of the series versus the supernatural?
2: What, like more, it, it depends. You're saying just slasher movies in general? Well, or I, just always, Friday the I always put
0: Friday the 13th fans into two categories because I have friends that are of both. I'm on the I, – I have two categories where it's you're a fan of the um, human um, deformed slasher aspect of, of mm-hmm. one through four, or well, five we won't count because it's not Jason, obviously. One through four. Well,
2: I, I still – I I, you... I am like one of the few people you know that love part five, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, well, five, five, <laughs> five, five through one. Five grew on me, but, um, or, and then the other second part is the supernatural, which is six through like 12 or so. You know what I mean?
2: Okay, here's the funny thing I put, even though you're right, six has a whole Frankenstein's monster story, the way he gets like resurrected, but I put, I, one through six are my favorite.
0: Right.
2: You know, and then after seven and on, to me, that's when it drastically changed yeah. to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me too as well. I mean, I, I liked I, out of out of it, the wrenches is eight. I I kind of liked because I saw it in the theater, because it's just so campy. Yeah, but like the rest, of it that, is like, ridiculous. Six, seven, I just didn't care for beyond like his his makeup was awesome. The mask was great.
2: It's I mean yeah no some of the effects of these um fire in there. I mean there there's some cool scenes, but I just never gravitated nah, toward the that. Nah, the new blood, I just couldn't
0: reason. get into that. Um, but six six, I saw in the theater. I saw Six, and,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I saw yeah, six I in the theater too.
0: With, with, with Co, actually, with a, yeah. a couple of my friends. Yeah, Yeah. Co's father took us to see that, yeah. Pete, yep, at, at the fourplex. Um, yeah, and that's those are the only two I've seen in the theater. Rest of them all on okay. TV. But, um,
2: okay. And, and I like, and out of those, I, I love Jason X just because it's so absurd. I don't and even remember, so ridiculous.
0: remember it. I've seen it, but I just...
2: Oh, it's you got to yeah. We'll review that one day, Neil. If you want, I'd have to watch it again. That Yeah, <laughs> and and you do love. I know uh, the other one. Jason uh, oh, goes treats, to hell.
0: Hopson, the- he, he he's quantum leap. <laughs> yeah, that's the quantum leap one.
2: Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's another one. In the future, we'll we'll definitely discuss yeah, that. Those one, are too. just
0: like just muddy cash buckets. Those are like, those are like. Freddy's five and six, you know, same thing. Uh,
2: but it's great. But, yeah, but, but but I'm a glutton for punishment. I have uh, to watch them all, just like you do.
0: The, the ones where he's like a supernatural yeah. beast type thing. I, I mean, I just, yeah. you know, I come from the slasher of uh, films era of those 80s stuff. So I like naturally the one through four. One through four were just great for me. Even like three, I could yeah. take or leave, but three even grew on me too
2: yeah i yeah i i like three a lot is it, it that one's so when you watch it now it, it's so funny how you could see it's so exaggerated all the motions because it was in 3d and like like the yo-yos coming <laughs> yeah. right towards you and the yeah. eyeballs popping out it's so ridiculous jason's arms are coming you towards know what, you.
3: you know what you it's really me, though, really shelly. funny
0: shelly, uh shelby shelly or shelby was a uh, you know
2: Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, that ridiculous was. guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. he's <laughs> And of course, he got he the mask ridiculous. in there,
0: the, the hockey mask and stuff. But I mean, yep. you know, three was fun, but it's different than like two and four, though. It's so. Oh, it's far, totally different. Like, totally before different. He went back to camp. Four kind of reminded me of two. It went back to two. You know what I mean? Like, as far as yeah. the storyline and the kids going there to party. Camp Crystal Lake 3 was yeah. kind of an offset Where they were like in this barn And it was like you know Tried to make more of a story yeah. of it With her trauma and stuff And how she got attacked by him It just you know it, Even like I read in some of the horror magazines It was the way it was supposed to play out Didn't really play out well It, it, got, it didn't execute well on, And didn't translate well um, You know I mean it was coming off <clears> too <throat> Which too is just fantastic uh, it's a you know, yeah,
2: fun. it was that was and that was filmed. You know, the first two were filmed in the east coast, and then threes are in California, too. So, I think that's mm. part of why it's so yeah, different, that, you know. that
0: definitely, yeah, it could be a mo- uh, majority of the reason, too. Yeah, I mean, because there's definitely a distinct difference, but I mean, you know, a lot there's 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 um quite a big fan base of the people that like the the un, un, un can't kill them supernatural. Uh, demonic Jason. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, stuff.
2: Well, without a doubt, but um, you
0: yeah, know, I it's it's a matter of preference. Uh, but two, two will always yeah. be my favorite. Yeah, part two.
2: It is It is. it is a classic. I agree with you. Now, I want to get back now to uh, the original Friday 13th now with Ari Lehman. Now, he was the He's known as First Jason. He loves Jason so much, even has a band called First Jason, which I love the fact that he embraces this so much. Even He said in an interview, he goes, I may, I may not be the best Jason, I may not be the biggest Jason, but I am the first Jason. <laughs> had... Which I thought was a great quote. So I, I love him for that. I love him for, for, for saying that. And that he actually has a band that writes songs about Friday the 13th hilarious. series.
0: Well, I mean... He had like what, 3 uh, seconds in it. What's that? At the most.
2: Yeah, yes, yeah. Now but the, the yeah, he the the first that flashback where he's drowning and then the the you know, that scene where he pulls, you know, Alice up when he comes out of the water. Like that was but that was a good scene. You got to give him credit it that was. that was a great scene though. It to, was. <laughs> to pop out. That took like 3 days to film. I don't know if you heard about the filming. That was uh, they they filmed that. It was freezing. I think yeah. it was October. And they had to do this off season because they had to do it when the camp yes. wasn't in session. Yep. And and, and uh, a lot of it snowed one time on the set. There was times they had to like pull the leaves out that were brown mm. so it would still looked green. Like that's yes. how cold it was at times. And uh, it was supposed to be Sean Cunningham's son was supposed to be Jason, but then once his wife found out and was freezing, she goes, "You're not going to put our kid in freezing <laughs> yeah. water." So, yeah. So that's why. So he lived. So Sean Cunningham and Ari Lehman both lived in Connecticut. So he was local to him, and he and he worked with him on Manny's Orphans. He said, "Hey, are you interested in this role?" Said, right, yeah, right. You know, he was in that. Yeah, that's
0: how he got. Sure.
2: So, yeah, yeah. So that's how we got the gig, and you had know, to do all the makeup and the whole process with Tom Savini and. Yeah, so that's that's how that. Well, it's you know,
0: one of those roles be. where you could live off of it. He could go around and he'll all forever be remembered for as the first Jason, pretty much. So that's yes. how that goes. That's yeah. it. You know, yes. so yeah, it, it's a pretty cool thing to have under your belt, um, for sure. And uh, it's, a, it's just an
2: iconic scene. Um, it is. Uh, yeah, it definitely But it's funny there. how
0: he goes around and, and wears that on his. <laughs> oh, I love first it.
2: Being, I first, love Jason yeah, B. I've
0: never heard any of the music, but
2: that's that's. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll play some. It's some of it's very, very good. Especially like the the last albums, like it it gets progressively oh, yeah. heavier. <laughs> yeah, so it's good. You'll like. It. I'll play it for you sometime. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was supposed to play in Connecticut, but that whole. I don't know what the story was of that oh, wicked that weekend convention story, yeah.
3: that
0: got well, cancelled or he
2: but he was supposed to play I'm so that.
0: Fucking pissed about that. Yeah. I wanted to meet him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but we'll we'll see. Yeah. But uh yeah, he is torn, so hopefully we'll see him one of these days. Uh now this is I don't know if you looked at throughout the years now, the the awards that Friday thirteenth won or um or nominated for. They're nominated for best film in miss fest in 1980 um and this one you're gonna get very upset about they were nominated for worst picture in the raggy awards
0: i didn't know that i did not know that
2: yes and and we're supporting actress betsy palmer that's yeah
0: but who who now who did that though
2: uh, the, the Razzie basically is just, you know, well, it's, that, that's, not, you know, that's, it's just that, some clowns. Is that similar to yeah, you you know, the
0: awards based, though? Because then that makes sense. I'm not surprised.
2: Well, the Razzies is like a, a mock of, like, it's basically the small group of people, kind of like as a joke, just saying, well, there's the Oscars best films, and we're going to come up with our own for what we think I are like the, the worst,
0: worst dressed type thing.
1: Backup Rivers.
2: Yeah, yeah, just whatever, yeah, worst actor. Yeah, so that everything is the worst, not the best. It's all everything is just like it's all ne- all negative and they put I can't believe they put Betsy Palmer's worst worst actor. Yeah, supporting I can't actors.
0: believe that. She was great in that. That I don't know. You know, it it's something you know, you just it boggles my mind like um not to get off base here, but um I recently I'm I'm on um the Open Forum Letterbox where where people could write reviews. And somebody yeah. actually sent me they, – they they, knew I was a Halloween f- – they they did a review of Halloween, the original, and they gave it two stars. I think they're out of their fucking mind. Like, <laughs> the balls to do that. And it wasn't trolling. <laughs> this guy really said it was dull, and it was a horrible movie. And I, I – yeah, I mean, just, oh, I don't weird. know the
2: ignorance. Hey. I don't understand it. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Uh, that's fine, you know. I, I probably won't have coffee with this guy anytime. It just
0: boggles my mind. Uh, <laughs> just, I don't understand it. I don't know how anybody could say that. But film is subjective. But yeah. I got to give that one a. a you know,
2: <laughs> I don't know, but. But yeah, but, but that's yeah, that's uh, that's that's just how it is, you know. He gave it a Razzie, unfortunately. But I don't know
0: anybody who doesn't like the original Friday the Thirteenth. I, I don't it, know.
2: Yeah, it's it, it, it's funny when I was when I was younger, you know. Uh, it, it was like you know, like three, you know, just the whole hockey mask thing is what was popular, is what people talked right. about, you know, from three on, and. If, then when like i went to revisit talk to people are just like nah they just like nah Jason's not in it i don't care you know or like he had a potato sack and two yeah but yeah that's different you know so well, see the same. i'm on it's the opposite the hockey, spectrum. Mask.
0: the hockey mask is freaky but i think the the potato sack is far freakier
2: that's more realistic because there was an actual killer that wore that <laughs> Than, right, uh, you know, a potato sack like that. In, in reality, it, it
0: puts a more human aspect on it, which I like. And it's just if you yeah. look at that outfit, it's freaky overalls with a flannel shirt and uh, the the sack tied with a rope around it and one hole cut out.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not like a Hollywood-looking it's costume freaky. that they yeah, made I or mean, anything it, like the that.
0: The is deformity, yeah. obviously, but like, yeah, it's it's a scary. Uh, Costume. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, no, it's realistic. Um, I know
0: that the um the the slasher film that um I don't know I think it predates Friday the Thirteenth if I'm not mistaken but the sun that the the town that that dreaded dreaded sundown the TV movie yeah, right one, yeah where it's an almost identical yeah. um outf- uh, costume
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's the same thing he's wearing a sack over yeah. his head but I always found that to be freaky as shit. Man, the, the stack. Um yeah. and that's my favorite Jason. So and and it's it's like he, he he's not good. overbearing. He's a normal guy. He's a normal size. You know, yeah.
2: So, yeah, he's not huge, yeah. yeah. just
0: the way that he's prancing through the woods, like lurking and in the, the um you know, the the shack part with the cop goes in and he hits him with the hammer. It's just, you know, it's pure. Scary slasher stuff versus like just these brutal kills, where later on where he's just you know coming right out and, and slashing people, killing people. But there's more of like a, a, a Halloween aspect in part two, uh, yeah, to it. So that's why it's always been my favorite one. But um, I love the first one too. The first, like I said, it's my third one favorite in the in the series, and it's it's um you know so influential and and uh, just a great film.
2: Um, <laughs> I I agree. Yeah, it just it never gets old. It's like when I rewatched it to talk with you about it, I wasn't bored. I wasn't like, yeah, you know, it's like no, nope. It's I'm just watching it all the way through. Yeah, I watch it twice.
0: You can watch it. over give an and example. over again, and um, you know, it it just it never gets boring. Like you know, it's just one of those films <clears throat> that you could do that with. Um, the same thing with Halloween.
2: You yeah. know yeah that and that's why there's blocks every year you know for October for those you know those right. franchises and I
0: mean look how popular stock stock and slash got after that this was nineteen eighty and then through that whole period of yes. of um from from there to like eighty five I would say was just you know stock and slash
2: oh yeah, we were bombarded film. with them yeah I you mean
0: know, hundreds of them you know look at the video nasties list. I mean, there was different settings, but it was the same thing like you know
2: it was yeah, basic slash. premise yeah
0: anywhere yes. from like slumber party massacre to um you know all those like happy,
2: happy birthday to me just yeah. all they're not all exactly the same, but they're I, all mean, very you know, similar even, yeah
0: you, you what exactly what you mentioned happy birthday to me it's p o v style that's where they got that from friday the 13th pov yes um point of view fi- filming um you know and that got popular um over the years um you know and and it's just it's definitely um a, a time period uh that's influential on horror
2: um all right, Neil, I'm going to wrap this up. Do you have anything you want to plug? I want to plug one thing. Uh, Neil's podcast, uh, Slasher Times, like he said earlier in the episode, uh, he did a Friday the 13th, uh, 40th anniversary episode. It's Very good. Uh, his podcast is great if you want uh, like a Reader's Digest type podcast instead of long form, usually 15 yeah, minutes, right, Neil? Yeah, I mean, right, it's short
0: Neil? form. It's not a very long um podcast but it's it's again it's not a two-person podcast it's not me go interviewing someone or going off someone it's just me and my thoughts about the film for 15 minutes <clears throat> breaking it down basically um if you're a fan of that era and you obviously uh, you know you know these films and you love these films you know you'll get a kick out of me a fan just like you talking about it you know that's basically what the podcast it is um all slasher based and I pick you know a, a popular slasher film from from that era and uh break it down and uh you know give some stats on it and 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 why it influenced um, the era and, and some of the campy ones too and uh it it's just monthly done monthly and uh you know give it a listen if if you want to hear somebody talking about those great
2: films. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to it on. Also, please share this podcast with others. To follow us on Instagram, please go to shocking.things.podcast and to like us on Facebook, it's at shockingthingspodcast. Our email is shockingthingspodcast@gmail.com at and you can leave a voice message that's located in the show notes. And until next time, try and enjoy the daylight.